Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of To Surf With Love. I am your host, Brenda Flores Robles, and today's guest is Emmy Award and comedian Mike Robles. How are you doing? I'm doing fine here. <laughs> you caught me with a piece of ice. Everybody, I'm doing great tonight. I'm doing great tonight. How are you doing tonight? That's awesome. I'm doing well. Thank you. I wanted to ask you a few questions. Okay. How did you get started in comedy? How I got started in comedy? Well, I used to work for the airline, TWA. And uh, you hear a lot of crazy stories. A lot of things happen. The worst one was uh, we once lost a, a, a casket. Uh, we had this woman call me. I used to work for TWA Customer Relations. And we got a phone call. This woman was screaming and hollering that she just landed at Kennedy Airport and that her husband was missing. So I just said, you know, well, what is your husband's name? And, I'll, you know, we'll have him page. You know how you page people? You know, please report to the white courtesy phone. Uh, so she screamed at me and said, what do you mean you're going to page him? He's dead. You lost his casket. I said, oh, my God. I never heard that one before. Kind of like I, I backtracked on that one. So I said, uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, well, what did the casket look like? <laughs> so she's so she's it got worse. It got worse. So she's now hollering. How many caskets do you have lost missing in TWA? Where's my husband? And I'm like, uh, all right, all right, calm down. Uh, give me the information. I'm going to find your husband. So she gave me the information, where they came in from, so on, so on, so on. So we hang up. I get a number. So I start checking, and I found her husband. The casket was in uh, Honolulu, Hawaii. And... Uh, it was supposed to go to Hartford, Connecticut. See, and if you're familiar with the airport codes, you know, Honolulu, their code is HNL. And Hartford, Connecticut is BDL. So they made a mistake. Instead of Hartford, Connecticut, we send them to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I called that woman back and I say, um, I have great news. I found your husband. And I was excited because I found the guy, you know. And she's like, where is he? I said, uh, he's in Hawaii. What the hell is he doing in Hawaii? I said, probably trying to get away from you. So uh, at least I thought that. I didn't say that because I would have got fired. But that's what I was thinking because one was just nuts, right? Anyway, so uh, when is he going to be back? I said, tomorrow. He goes, well, his wake is tomorrow at 7 a.m. I said, well, he won't be there. He won't be there. Oh, my God. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, the next day, the paper, the headline read, man arrives late for his own funeral. So I would say to answer your question after that, I said, you know, this is crazy. This is beautiful. This, this is a story. This is comedy. So after that, I joined a, a four-week comedy class. How to be a comedian. Uh, New York City, there used to be a magazine called The Learning Addicts. And uh, I picked it up for 100 bucks. Uh, I took the class, which is... I didn't expect the success I would have from it. I just wanted to know how to do it. And here I am today talking to you, see? So that's how that's, you pretty much became a comedian. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. So you created multiple shows and all of them have been successful. Que Locos, Local Comedy Jams, Comedy Picante, Comedy Roomba. Mm. How, do you, how do you do that? How do you create every show to be successful? I don't do that. Uh, it takes a lot of hard work. Uh, I'm sorry about the ice. Let me. 
Folks have to realize this, we're here late at night. You know? I was supposed to do this tomorrow afternoon, but you know, Brenda here said, let's do it at midnight. And so, you know, I had to, you know, get rid of my It's a late and, night show. And, yeah, yeah, late night show. Really. You're lucky you called me. Like, I have shorts right now and, and chunkless, but I guess what it's out. So, those shows, yeah, man, I've, I've just been blessed, you know? It's like, I, like you said, I did uh, the K Local show. Uh, local comedy gym, video being so many rooms. Mm -hmm. I did. It's, first of all, I guess it was number one the passion I had for it. I really loved what I was doing, and to me, it was not just about doing the comedy. It was it had a purpose, and that was creating a platform, not just for me, but you know, Latino comedians. You know, we don't have platforms where we can showcase to the rest of the world, like you know, where you have your white comics, your black comics. There's really mm -hmm. no you know BET. So my my drive was to create something that we would showcase not just myself, but Latino comedians. And it became a success. You know, I worked hard, I got the right comedians, I put the right game plan, uh, you know, worked behind the camera, in front of the camera. I would just say I spent a lot of hours, a lot of faith, a lot of praying, uh, blessed to be, you know, surrounded by good people. I learned from these people. And that's pretty much how it was done. You know, it wasn't like over, you know, overnight or just, you know, anybody can do it. You really have to work hard and learn and, and so on. So that's probably what Trump, that's how I did it. You know, just hard work and belief, you know. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So in, in your show that you won an Emmy Award for, uh, Video Mix, you have right. uh, you have interviewed Pepe Aguilar, Carlos Vives. Who are your most memorable guests? <laughs> yeah, Video Mix I did back in 2000. That's where I won my Emmy Award. Um, I had some interesting guests. You mentioned Pepe Aguilar. Sofia Vergara, uh, P. Diddy, I think it was P. Diddy, because he changed his name, remember it was Sean Combs, P. Diddy, Puff Diddy, no Diddy? Puffy, so, yeah, at the Puffy, Puffy Combs. I think the time I had him, he was uh, P. Diddy, and uh, it's when he was dating J.Lo, that's the time when I was interviewing uh, P. Diddy. So I had P. Diddy, Mark Anthony, Fat Joe, you mentioned Pepe Aguilar, right? It's mm -hmm. funny because yes. I, used do, I used to do a character, Bobby Bites, you know, with bunny teeth. And he was like a nerd, but he was, it, it was hilarious, thick glasses. And uh, I went up to Pepe Aguilar to interview him, right? And I said, hey, mm -hmm. I have with me here Pepe Aguilar. And he goes, que Aguilar, Aguilar. Is <laughs> he goes, it's Ali. He, goes, it's he wanted me to roll the R's. <laughs> you know, I couldn't even roll the R's, right? <laughs> he got upset with me because he didn't roll the R. I said, I get out instead of something like that. Anyway, so that was him. But my, my most memorable one was uh, with Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara at the time was a calendar model. Yeah, everybody knows Sofia Vergara, you know. Yeah, beauty queen. Great, great body. And, you know, mm -hmm. every man wants to date. I think she was dating Luis Miguel at the time. And anyway, at that time, you know, she was a calendar model. She was there to promote the, on the show. A new brand new calendar, and every month had a sexy picture of her. Right? So I remember that you know she came in, we sat down, and man, she was like, I don't want to say she was a snob or anything, right? But her mm -hmm. attitude or what I felt was like, I'm better than you, you know. What am I doing on this guy's show? You know, so <laughs> that's where I felt like, you know, why am I here? Who's this guy? You know, and it's like, mm. but the interview, you know, the interview must go on, you know. So you know, I learned that. I learned an old trick, you know, when it comes to interviewing people like that. So at the end of the day, you know, you gotta you gotta break down these people. You gotta 
what do you say? Uh, you got to make them feel comfortable. You got to make them to like you. Yes. So there's no better way to uh, have someone like you than just stroke their ego. Stroke their ego. And that's what I did. You know, <laughs> I stroked their ego. I said, oh, man. Sophia, yeah, this is great. A, a, a calendar model. You know, a lot of people think that it's so easy to do a calendar model, you know, uh, Sophia, right? They go, no, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work. I go, no, it's a lot of hard work. But people out there think, like, you know, you snap a picture, but they don't realize she spent 12 hours a day. Anyway, after I finished boosting up her, like, now I had her. She was my best friend. So then I take it, I go, you know what? Let's show these people how hard and how difficult it is. I said, you know what? What are you going to do? I want to do a calendar, a sexy one, micro one. You're going to be the director. Yes, yes. I'm going to be the model. Tell me how to do it. So I threw myself on the floor, you know, and she goes, okay. Move your, move your butt up a little bit. Okay, okay. Hold your head. Hold your head up. Give me that sexy look. You know, this, it was hilarious. So, <laughs> You know, basically, she was directing me. And we, we had such a fun time, you know. She was directing me to do, you know. So oh, she was she she was memorable, you know. So I won't forget Sophia Legato. She probably don't remember this, but I don't forget it. But um, And Mark Anthony was another one who I had who was, you know, very cool with me. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I tried, when I spoke, we interviewed with Mark Anthony. He said, because uh, he was seen at a, uh, what do you call those? Where you buy wood? What's it called? Lowe's, I have not I have. What, Lowe's, do you, uh -huh. what do you buy wood? What's the other one? Home Depot, right? Lowe's, Home Depot? Yeah, yeah, one of those things. What do you buy? Anyway, someone had seen him at a Home Depot buying wood. So the person who interviewed him before me, see, when you interview someone like Mark Anthony, they don't come to you. You probably more or less go to them. You visit them. They set up like this big hotel suite, you know, beautiful hotel, and they set it up the way they want it, you know, with his posters and all the. So you pretty much, he's controlling the environment. You just show up and interview him. So there's like 10 people before me to interview him. So the lady before me goes to interview him, says, see, Mark Anthony, we saw you at uh, IHOP. Uh, uh, I have say IHOP, why do you say IHOP? Uh, uh, we saw you at Lowe's, uh, Home Depot, uh, buying wood. Uh, what were you doing buying wood, you know? And he goes, uh, let's talk about something else. I don't, I don't think it's important to talk about wood. No, but but they saw you come out with a whole bunch of wood, and it's like, what what you know, what's going on with the wood? Go on to the next question, right? And the lady kept insisting about wood. She kept saying, you know, the wood, wood. Mark says, you know what? The interview's over. The interview's over. Hey, that's not what happened. He goes, you know, I just inter they just took her out. His assistant came and said, no more interview. So I'm next. I walk into the room, and he goes, oh my goodness, I know this guy. Give him as much time as he needs, you know, because I had met him before. He did this play on Broadway called uh, The Tape Man. So that's how I knew Mark Anthony. So he said, give this guy the most time. So I know he don't want to talk about wood, right? So my first question to Mark is like, so my first question to Mark is, okay, Mark, I heard you were seen at a uh, Home Depot buying wood. What's up with the wood? <laughs> After he got pissed off at the lady before and they threw her out, I just went ahead with that. But he was so cool. He let me, he, he answered every question except one. You know what that question was he would not answer? I mean, the idea, the question that Mark Anthony would not answer Mike Robles. I interviewed him for 40 minutes. There was one question I asked him three times and he would not answer it. You know what that question was? The question was, 
J-Lo. What's your relationship to J-Lo? Are you dating J-Lo? Because I had rumors. He goes, next question. <laughs> I go, come on, Mark, it's me, man. Tell me. He goes, next question. After the third time, I understood the more questions. But, yeah, we had a, time, a fun time on video. It was, uh, I had interesting guests at the time. So. Look you're a that. very spiritual you're man. Your, 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 How your did you head, get to meet Deepak head, Chopra? Your head is disappearing. Oh, there, there you go. Before I thought I was talking to Humpty Dumpty, I only saw the head. <laughs> How did I meet who? Deepak Chopra. Okay. Deepak Chopra. Yeah, Deepak Chopra is crazy. You remember MySpace? MySpace was back in the day, like number one. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I was getting into that spirituality thing back in the day. And anyway, it's like late at night and I'm on MySpace. And all of a sudden, his his page comes across mine. Some I don't know how it was, but I saw Deepak Chopra. And at the time, I finished reading the seven spiritual laws of Deepak Chopra. So I decided to send him, I guess, a message on, uh, on MySpace. And I said, hey, Deepak, feel free to add one of the top Latino comedians on your top eight next time, your rotation. I don't know if people remember MySpace. They had this top eight. If you were in the top eight, that was beautiful. So I asked him, hey, put me in the top eight anytime you feel. So he sent me a, a message back saying that next time I do my rotation, I'll put you on my top eight. Now I'm thinking somebody is messing with me. Oh, damn, is this Deepak? Sure enough, he sends me another message and says, how would you like to be on my serious radio show, serious satellite? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'd love to. He goes, I'm going to have my producer call you. Fine. That was the end. Now I get off, and I'm thinking somebody is messing with me. I thought it was a comedian, because, you know, comedians mess around, right? Sure enough, I got a call from the producer, gave me the information. The following week, I'm talking to Deepak Chopra and uh, uh, on, on satellite radio, right? So on the radio, it says, how would you like to come to Costa Rica and perform at my World Conference Convention for people all around the world, all around the world? And I was like, absolutely. The following month, here I am in Costa Rica with Deepak Chopra, and I'm snapping on him jokes. We're talking the way we're talking right now, like my best friend. And we became, you know, friends. Uh, a matter of fact, I put a quote in one of his books that he wrote, I think is Why is Jesus Laughing? One of those. But I, I wrote a quote for his book, and uh, mm -hmm. he gave me a quote. Uh, but that's how I met him. It's, it's amazing. I guess that's what they mean, law of attraction, I guess, because, you know, I was thinking about the spiritual stuff and unbelievable. I, call, I just could say, this, I don't know how it happened. It was magic, but that's how I met him on MySpace, of all things. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So before we go, what, can, what advice would you give um, inspiring producers and artists and comedians well, on how yeah. to create their own shows? Yeah, well, I'll make there's advice. I guess what you got to do is first of all, you got to believe that you can do it if you're going to go in there, you know. But you know, you got to do it, you got to do it in the sense that, uh, just do it, even if it's crappy. I mean, I put some shows together in the beginning, I went so what you got to get the experience of doing it, you know. But surround yourself with people like what I did, you know, you go there, find yourself cameramen, audio guys who've done it, learn how they do it, right? Because you know, I, I was talent. I do nothing about you know producing a show. I know how to, I know how to perform on a show, 
but the camera worked, the lighting worked, the audio worked. I surrounded with myself with people who knew about this, and I took the time to watch and learn what they were doing. How did they produce this all? How did they do the cameras? How did they do the lightning, the audio? Everything about production, I learned. So if you're going to do it, and here's the cool thing. This, this was back in the day. Today, it's the easiest thing in the world to produce a show today. You have this right here. You're producing a show right now. So if I were to produce, I don't know, any show, I have my camera. I tape it. I tape my show. I edit it. And I upload it. I mean, this is this is your production is right here. So how to do it? Yes. The way I did it was I had an idea, I put it on paper, and then I I did it. I got camera guys to tape it, and uh, that's how you do it. You just you just do it and believe that you can do it. You know, don't tell nobody. You know, even if your show stinks, don't don't quit. You know, it all it it only gets better. But tape everything. Skits, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, you know. Once you get started and you keep doing it, you're going to do them bigger. They're going to become better. And when they become better, more important people are going to see them. And when more important, more important people see them, then they're going to want to put them on TV. That's how it works. That's what happened with me. I mean, I was just this local Bronx kid. I did a show called uh, Comedy Roomba with my friend Michael uh, Max Nobby. And I was, I, I knew what I was doing. I was a comedy man. I had it all written out, sketches and so on. But the production, I didn't know. This guy was a genius behind the camera, editing. So together, we came together and we created a show. And the show was very successful. So then what happens? I took that show that I did in the Bronx, and I did a live show because I'm a stand-up comedian. So I went to Caroline's Comedy Club in New York, doing my act, but it's the show. I had sketches. I had singers. I had comedy. I just did the show live. So what happens? At Caroline's, there's this girl sitting in the audience who happens to be the executive assistant for the president of Galavision. Well, she saw my show. She loved it. She told her boss about the show. Her boss says, well, I'm going to have to go check the show out. Her boss, the president of Galavision, comes. He checks the show out. He loves it. Gives me a call. I want to see you Monday in my office. I go to his office Monday to talk to the president of Galavision. He offers me a 13-episode contract. The rest is history. So, That's amazing. That's amazing. That's right. Well, it I want to thank you for coming on to my show. Thank you Where for having me. Where can they find you? When can, um, you can find me. Let's see. You're welcome. You can find me. Because if I tell you exactly where you can find me, then I'm going to have the child support people looking for me. Let me see. You can find me at... Facebook, Twitter. Now, you can find me on my website, MikeRobles.com. <laughs> you can find me uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MikeRobles.Buzz. Feel free to contact me if you have questions, whatever you want to know. I'm, I'm always here to help people. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All right. Everyone. Thank, thank you for having me. Stay tuned for the next episode. Up to start with love. Up, up. Good night. Good night.